I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. You know, I thought our movement was better. We got some open lanes to get to the basket uh, against their man. And when we went zone, we still kept moving. We had good movement. Uh, we didn't shoot it well from the three-point line. But um, I, I thought our defense overall was much better, more active uh, than it's been. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, these games are always difficult. You, you, in a game you're supposed to win, it's not that easy. And I thought today uh, we played a really solid, solid basketball game. And Elijah, obviously early on, especially it seemed like he made an effort to drive. Just what dimension does that add to your offense when when he does that too? Oh, it's great. I mean, it opens the floor up. I mean, I've been telling him all season, get to the basket. <laughs> Finally did it. So, uh, um, I mean, I, it was good to see uh, as a teammate. I mean, uh, and he's, he's capable of doing that every night. There we go. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe it. Um, the universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Uh, Syracuse goes on the road and takes care of business against Wake Forest, 79-54. A, a late season must win after a couple tough losses. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in the fan feedback top 10. In the orange, get one day off before hosting the current number two team in the country, uh, University of Virginia, Monday, March 4th at 7 p.m. But first, of course, we got to hear from the good folks over at Tix Blitz. Tix Blitz is the official ticket provider for the Armchair Media Network, unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in the extra fees and unexplained service charges at Tix Blitz. The price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert of your choosing. So go to TixBlitz.com and enter the promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive that 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's TIS. B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code armchair. Ticks blitz. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. All right. Joe, you have updated yes. quadrants. You want to uh, some a couple things, small things moved. You want to just give it give it give it to us as it is right now, uh, as we record on Sunday. Well, <clears throat> the only thing that really moved, uh, obviously we added a, a quadrant three win, uh, with the win at Wake Forest and um, Old Dominion, they actually fell out of the top 75 in the net, and they dropped to a quadrant three loss. So uh, 
that gave us uh, <clears throat> jumped us to two quadrant three losses. So right now, currently, we uh, are three and six in quad one, five and two in quad two, seven and two in quad three, and four and zero in quad four. So, you know, I mean, ODU is right on the cusp there. They can, they with, can... with two Quadrant 1 games left on our regular season. So. Right. So, all right, well, uh, what else was there? Um, is that it? That's it, right? Yeah. Oh, we're working on a – we're, we're going to be trying to put together another another Q story episode before the off season. I think it's fitting. I don't want to say what it is yet, and hopefully we can get her done, but uh, – yeah, yeah we will. On, okay, yeah. <laughs> be on the lookout for that. It'll be me and Joe this time. So, guys, aren't you guys so lucky? Me and Joe <laughs> uh, together. Um, all right, Syracuse improves to 19-10 overall and grab their 10th win in ACC play after a tough two-game skid. A uh, 5-2 run right after halftime would be Wake's best effort. Wake, after that, would go about 13 minutes and some change without a, without a bucket. Battle and Hughes put on a, cl- a clinic in, the, in their second trip to North Carolina in less than a week. They combined for 39 of the Orange's 79 points, and together they shot 68% from the floor. Battle finished with 21 and Hughes with 18. In Syracuse's last four games, uh, they have, as a team, shot 44% from uh, the field as a team, which is, I mean, this number keeps popping up. But uh, right. Hughes, in those last four games, is averaging about 15.8 points a game. Syracuse shot a pretty good 54.4% against Wake, and the Cuse are seemingly getting in, getting into uh, tourney form late in the season, right at the right time. Chuku would be the next guy I'd point to. He played a solid game. Nine points, three blocks, four rebounds, and a steal. Most of the orange, Orange's misses, unfortunately, came from behind the arc. They were four for 19. I think that four made three-pointers is the least in ACC play so far this year. 21.1%. And if you take away those three-pointers, they actually went 27 of 38. That's 71% in two-point shots. The Orange yes. were the Orange outscored Wake 44 to 10 in the paint, which is the most since, I believe, Moorhead State. Was that like the first or second game of the year? Um, yep. And I would not have known this without reading the box score, but per usual, Syracuse was out-rebounded. 35 to 32, and it's just the thorn in the side right now, and it kind of is what it is. You got to make up for it in other areas, I guess. So, um, Joe, do you Sean. do you buy in buy sell or hold? Do you buy in to Syracuse is playing their best basketball of the season, despite a couple little tweaks that still need to happen? I think to to go deep, uh, they're playing their best basketball of the season so far. No, offensively, definitely. Uh, to go against North Carolina and Duke and be able to, you know, shoot the percentage that we did. Uh, and then obviously Louisville was a really good game. And then yesterday, I mean, like you said, 54% is really good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I buy into the fact that um, I think that the last four games have been played really good. And uh, as long as we can keep that going into the ACC tournament, then I can't see us not getting another win here in the regular season and then maybe seeing something – Happen in the ACC tournament, so uh, it's a good time to be playing good, and we still got to look for ways to get better, though. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the rebounding, the the free throws were better again. It's like every other game with them from the foul line. They actually were yeah. thirteen of eighteen. I'll take seventy percent plus. Yeah, I mean seventy-two percent. I'll take that absolutely. And and I'm used to us getting out. It's not that we 
have to out-rebound our opponent. We just, just got to keep it close. We can't get out-rebounded by 20 like North Carolina. Right, So right, which didn't know. really well, – I mean, I guess we don't know. We don't really know. But the second chance points, not a, not a huge difference, uh, th- 16 to 13 in that game. But still, the opportunities right. missed. We don't – well, Yeah, can't, and our defense that won in. that game. I mean, Wake Forest, we know they're a young team that uh, – Hasn't been great, and I, you know, I did talk about them. You know, I thought they've been playing a little bit better as of late, but uh, holding them to you know thin the thirty percent uh, range, and then you know getting fifteen steals and five blocks and and creating twenty three turnovers. That's just uh, it's the most they've I mean, had yeah. in conference play so far this year. Twenty three turnovers. Yeah. So when so we shoot takeaways. that percentage on offense, and then we force our you know if we force the other team to shoot in the 30 percentile and, and give up 23 turnovers, then we should win that, that game by a pretty far margin, which we did. So in at this time of the year, I love seeing, we heard from Tyus battle. He was talking about Elijah Hughes in the open there and the, the, um, the evolution of Hughes's game, not just shooting three pointers. I think he's like over two. Yeah. I think he's shot over 200 three pointers and like 120 something, um, from inside the arc and with him you know starting to drive the basket and maybe kick it back out or seeing what he can do in the middle there it just adds another dimension to his game it just makes him that much more dangerous and tougher for defenses you know so you know in yeah. Chukwu too I mean he he was oh, yeah. he was kind of quiet but you know I mean I'm I'm fine with an, with an effort from Chukwu like that with with what we said, what was it? Yeah, um, I was just looking at it. Uh, well, that's what he has to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, down low. I mean, he's he's got three blocks, a steal. You know, nine points. He grabbed a couple lobs. So, you know. Yeah, and he's got to be able to to get those lobs and get those points. Uh, he every time we get somebody that that drives past their guy, then usually the guy that's guarding Chuku steps off to to help and Chuku's wide open. So he's got to be ready for those lobs because uh, they will be there for the remainder of the season. And, um, you know, I, I like the aggressiveness and the ball movement that, that our team has, you know, started to do on offense the past few games. It's just now they kind of got to tweak it and know not when, you know, sometimes you can just tell that sometimes they're thinking too much or they're, you know, they're driving successfully. So they don't see the open jumper when it's there and they try to force the drive when the defender's backing off on them. So just knowing when to shoot and when to drive and, and when to, you know, and staying in under control when you do drive, if you are playing against a better defender who is getting in position or a, a player that's coming off like Chukwu's guy to help and maybe slide in and try to get a charge. So um, those, you know, the baskets are going to be there. The options are going to be there. It's just making the right decisions and, um, you know, not, not getting out of control and making mistakes with the ball. So good making, you know, good shot selection and everything. I mean, I know yeah. and you can go ahead and you can say, oh, well, it was Wake Forest. And we'll get into some of that with fan feedback. But I mean, it's still ACC basketball, it's still D1 basketball, and you still got to make the shots. I mean, oh, yeah. they don't just make themselves. So, yeah. and it was a great crowd. Uh, there's a lot of Syracuse fans there. Uh, yeah, it sounded I was like there it. With the, yeah, I was there, yep, and I was there with a big contingent, you know, a couple of buddies, uh, Joe, Bilski, his family, a couple other guys that they graduated with. So, And, and they had, good... they had um, the crowd, the, the loudest the crowd was that entire game was when Buddy stole the ball and just, yep. you know, stopped and popped up a three. He, yeah. he nails it, and that was and after that play. 
for the crowd cheering for Buddy in, in that sequence right there was the loudest that crowd was the entire game. So yeah. a ton of orange in there. I saw it on Twitter from some of the the sports journalist types, and uh, obviously you you had the picture that was on up on Twitter, and you could yeah you could zoom in around that picture and see not only a lot of empty seats but a lot of orange. So yeah, that dark. That, I mean, it was pretty dark in there. So yeah. when you look up top and it looks dark, that's not just Wake Forest fans wearing dark shirts. Those are empty seats. So uh, <laughs> I know that it was tough to get a good picture, but well, you uh, have to zoom yeah. around the picture. But if you do, you can you can see what was going on there. So oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, you want to hear from the fans? Are we are we done sure. for that? All right. It's time to hear from you. The Loud Mouths from the Loud House. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, by now everybody pretty much knows what to do, unless you're new. If you're a new listener, go to at Militia on Facebook and Twitter. I always propose a question at the end of every game, provoking your thoughts. You leave them there. I read them. I pick some, and then we go over them during the show. So that's what we're about to do. Um, what's new in Skype, my computer says. Okay. <laughs> what the what the hell is that popping up for? All right. So first things first, as always, we got to hear from the folks over at my bookie. Now, if you don't, if you aren't familiar with online betting, go ahead, check it out, make sure it's right for you. If you do online betting already, then I would urge you to make your way over to my bookie. They've been in service for years. They have great online reviews. They have the in-game live betting, most rewarding player perks in the business. And for all the fantasy guys and gals out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code QS25 when you activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Q's 25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. All right. So, oh, wow. This is old. That's old. That's from the last game. Let's do this game. How about that? Uh, at DFIN01, great game. Starting to look like Q's is putting together as a team a bit more. Playing better all around going back to the Louisville game. Also, uh, thought Chuku had a really good game uh, defensively. Yeah, and we talked about that. If you go back, I mean, this is the toughest stretch that we're going through, Joe, with the last third, starting with Louisville. Yeah. And they've played really good. Despite losing twice, they've still played pretty good in those games. My, you know, right. With the exception of the free throws, we know that. Well, you fix a couple things or a couple other things go right. your way or some calls and stuff, and, and those are closer games against you know two top five opponents. So... Um, that's and the way that we, the, you know, the form that we beat Louisville in Wake Forest. And I, I just think that there's no way that you can't say that, um, this has been our, one of our better force, you know, four game stretches and, you know, it doesn't get any easier here. Uh, like you said, so again, it's just a positive that we, um, <laughs> that, uh, we're playing as good as we are against the, the, the caliber of teams that we're playing. So, yeah, absolutely. And we got the Louisville game. We got that win. I think we uh, it, the, going into this last third of the season. I think three and three, I would be happy with. And right now we're at two and two with two games left. And you know, you never know. So uh, we'll see. We're, we're just gonna have to see. At Doug Vaughn fan dominated all game like they should have. Couldn't lose it. That was the last available bad loss. They're in. 
two left with most likely four max ACC tournament games. Time to get greedy and hope for three, four, five more wins and try to get past, try to get a six seed to avoid a potential one, two seed second round matchup. Did you get all that? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so let's see. Yeah. Couldn't lose that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. There was time to make up for it, but it, let's not put ourselves in that position. And they didn't. Um, so they're in. He says they're in. Joe, you buy, yeah. sell, or hold. Syracuse is in the tournament if they if they lose the next two games. Despite the ACC. Uh, buy. You buy. Okay. Oh, yeah, I buy that. I think uh, I'm along the same lines as him. Just I paid attention to the, uh, you know, the rest of the – College basketball spectrum. I watch a lot of college basketball, and I, I know that this year the the bubble is just really, really weak. There's not a lot of there's, there's not a lot of strong bubble teams out there. So because of um, our away wins and some you know the wins we've had in conference and how we've played, uh, we've just kind of put ourselves above that line of you know being on the bubble. I think the only way that really anything could really go bad is uh, barring just two really bad losses here and then go in and end up right. being a six or seven seed in the ACC tournament, mm-hmm. maybe losing that first round. Now we're not playing all week. You know, there's no, uh, we're not relevant when that, when that happens mm-hmm. because we have, you know, they play all the way to Sunday conference tournament games and it's a big deal. You know, they shine a lot of light on there and your team's not playing. They're easy to forget. Uh, but Still, I just think that it would have to be a miracle. It had to take a lot of conferences to, to get some bubbles burst or, you know, to, to have some teams win their conferences that they wouldn't regularly make the tournament if they didn't. And obviously we'd have to go 0-3 for the rest of the season. So I just don't think that that's going to happen. And uh, I'm all on board, like he said, to who, who knows, just get turn around and you sneak a win against Virginia at home. And now you're talking about a different story because now every win from there with maybe a little run to the through an ACC tournament, maybe gets an ACC semifinals. I mean, you're pushing it to where we could get – you know, a six, seven seed, like he was talking yeah, about. So at Doug Vaughn fan, he wants to get greedy. Hope for hope for maybe up to five more wins before no. before selection Sunday. I don't know if he listens regularly or if he's on the same just thought process with us. Is just an eight nine seed is it's not. I mean, good. you got you're going to have to play a one seed if you want to win, regardless. Probably more than right. one, but to do it in the second round sometimes it's not something to look forward to. And you know, the eight nine game is never tough. They're never easy, I should say. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's brutal, but, you know, 8-9 seed, better than a no seed. Right. I mean. Absolutely. So, you know, but when you when you, when you you get on in front of microphones and you talk about stuff, you always, you have to interject your opinion, right? So, at, sure. at, Z, at James Zuba, uh, he is, James Zuba, by the way, is uh, Noon's, magi- Noon's Magician guy uh, over there at Noon's Magician. Uh, played at a high level for most of the game. Think even in the losses to Duke and UNC, that was true. Uh, Syracuse is playing some of its best basketball of the season right now. Yeah, and we mentioned it. It's the best time for them to do so. Joe, you mentioned that they're playing exceptional offense. I think their defense is pretty decent too. I mean, they they, yeah. they held Duke as best they could. I know that for Zion the most was part, out. Their but defense is a lot of the reason why they win games and are in games. You know, so. I just think that we're at the point this year where you know if we're playing a formidable opponent and we don't shoot well, then it's going to be uh, a hard hill to climb. Yeah, absolutely. At Joe Catskill, a big win, and the team did not play down to the level of their competition as they did earlier this year. Q seemed focused and ready to dominate. Excellent outing. 
Yeah, we always worry. We talked about it in the pregame for Wake Forest about, you know, the games that they should win, they have struggled with. They've done it a couple times this year, but they've also blown a couple teams out. So, yeah, going on the road, playing like that. Uh, you know, the trend this year is that they do play well on the road, which is kind of new, and um, it's good to see. And, you know, excellent outing, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, at Nick Sweetland 1, good to see them win by a good margin against a team we should beat. Good defense in the second half. Quick turnaround to face Virginia Monday for a big opportunity to get a spot in the dance. Go Cues. Now, yeah. I love the Virginia matchup. And we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into that a little bit, but I just love I love I love that I love that they're we played them twice last year. The final scores were closer than the game actually was. Maybe yeah. you, know what, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. They kind of they kind of they kind of ragged us pretty good last year, but yeah. Yeah, well, it was just good to see this one. Like we talked about, it would have been it was like somebody had said earlier, it was the last possible you know must win, and. Uh, this is exactly what Syracuse fans wanted to see. Uh, not just the ones that were there, obviously, just anyone who was watching. Just the way that we've been playing. Just you didn't want to let down. Didn't want to have. You didn't want to see a, a game where we were looking past them to Virginia. Just to go in there, take care of business. Right. And, we talked uh, about that too. Exactly. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, at um, at nothing. Robert from <laughs> Robert on Facebook says saw saw a total game held them to just eight points first twelve minutes of the second half. They were active on the boards. I swear when Chuku plays like that, we can beat anyone. Um, when everybody is contributing, in which it kind of was, but we'll yeah. get in that. There's a, there's a comment about that. That's how, that's how you win games. <laughs> we did have two standout guys, but everybody played a part. And the box score shows it, you know. Right. Um, well, everyone's got to be able to play a part like I said yeah well yeah and, and it's and it's it's a different type of team out there when you can have all five people actually be a scoring threat so and when you know even if it's just nine points uh nine points is better than zero or one yeah you add so the defensive just, stuff to it and you got a solid game yeah exactly yeah. um Christopher James says that's exactly what we needed solid win after listening to your last podcast I can't get over the NIT talk those guys saying NIT must be uh, must not be watching the rest of college basketball. I bet no one said anything about the NIT this week. <laughs> yeah. So just... Well, again, I think that's a that's a comment toward, like I was saying earlier, the rest of the college basketball is down. Uh, the bubble's yeah. weak this year. Uh, no one's going out and just taking it. Everyone's, you know, they they're supposed to win this game and they lose, and then another team that's ahead of them loses. Uh, it's just, you know, Florida just got beat by Georgia yesterday. Put them back on the bubble. Just. I mean, there's teams that can win some of these games here and firmly put themselves in the tournament, and they just refuse to do it. And by them doing that, it's, I mean, losing to teams like North Carolina and Duke aren't pushing them closer to us. So No, absolutely. Uh, Lance. Lance comments. Now we have – Lance. Lance. That's a great name, right? Right, sure. Joe? Right, Joe? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Lance, is. Is, Lance is Joe's dad. And uh, Well, anyway. So now you've got your mom and your dad in on fan feedback. That's awesome. Hey, man. That's awesome. You were raised right. Kudos <laughs> to Joe's parents for raising an orange. Um, I thought overall they had a very good game. Battle and Hughes played great. Brissett had an okay game. And contributions from Marek, Chuku, Howard, and Buddy were at best consistent and steady. I was just glad that they were not looking past this game towards Virginia. Great win. Yeah. 
That, and that's what they need to do. They need to focus. I think this team is pretty focused, though. As far as going into these games, I'm not sure if if they haven't been focused coming into games. They haven't. Re- they got the one game against Virginia Tech where they got mopped was um, kind of brutal. The Georgia Tech game was kind of brutal, but those are kind of anomalies in, with, through the year, right? Right. I mean, everything. Yeah. Well, comparing them to the year, yeah. Now that we have a full kind of slate to compare it to, then yeah. I, I mean, it, it, they more or less that. Than, than the norm, so right, um, yeah, and everyone getting those contributions and everything like that. Yeah, so, steady yeah. and consistent, man. Like like your pop says, you know, you got and you got you got a team that's got a bunch of guys that came back from Sweet Sixteen last year. The last couple of years with Battle, he's they've been on the bubble going into Sunday, not knowing if they're even going to make it. So, uh, I just think, like you said, uh, the focus is just taking the pressure off of that. And I think they've been doing that. So, and another one of these wins out of these last two games would would do even even more towards that. So, yeah, we're still looking at a first round bye as of right now, going into the ACC tournament. So, yep, that'll help always. Um, yes. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's see, uh, Brandon. It's amazing how good we are when the officiating is not being biased to the other team. <laughs> Brandon, yeah. hate, Brandon hates referees, but that was a well officiated game. Yeah, right? it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good they point. didn't blow. They didn't blow the whistle too much. I think. It, I think the fouls are eighteen to sixteen in our favor. It's not too many fouls. Uh, I, I don't remember and, thinking that. You know, the refs blew a call, and maybe they did, but I just can't. I don't remember it. Put it that. They way. let them play without letting it get out of control. Uh, it wasn't overly physical, and I, I thought it was a really good called game. Yeah, absolutely. Bubba says I didn't watch the game. We we played Wake Forest. I'm not wasting my time on that. I will answer your question after we play Virginia, a team worth watching. Bubba, the turd disturber, as he is dubbed by Steve on Facebook. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, Bubba. Kind of by you commenting, you're kind of answering the question. But hey, I mean, <laughs> there is that. <laughs> there is that. But Bubba. <laughs> Bubba said one thing positive one time, and it wasn't in fan feedback, so it didn't make it to the show. But he did say one thing positive one time. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those fans that I'm in some groups, too, on on Facebook. You know, you do the the Facebook groups for Syracuse sports and stuff. Right. And he's on there saying the same crap all the time, man. He just he's a Fairweather fan. I mean, you get him, whatever, right? So, all right, well. That was a, a nice, easy, quick fan feedback. You guys know where to go at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter. It was kind of, you know, those games. Just like the Wake Forest game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But th- those games that are in the middle of, like, on a Saturday early, and twi- Twitter's not all a buzz. You know, there was nothing controversial in the game. It was a game we should have yeah. won, we did win. And it just limits what we can choose from, and everybody. It was on the same page. I think a lot of those those comments. I think a lot of those people listen to the show, and you know, great minds think alike, guys. So anyway, thanks for participating. We appreciate your feedback. Well, Joe, Syracuse will host number two as of now. They're number two on Monday, March fourth at seven p.m. The Syracuse Orange and the Cavaliers first met in 1984 in the NCAA tournament with the Cavaliers winning 63-55. to Jim Beheim actually earned his 1,000th career win in an upset 
over the ninth-ranked Cavaliers on February 4th, 2017. The Orange uh, trailed 34-22 at the half, but would go on a 19-2 run to start the second, and the Cavs would never lead again, although it was a close game. Uh, the starting lineup in that game was Gillen, Battle, Thompson, Leiden, and White. Battle and White, uh, both with 25 points. UVA leads the all-time series with the Orange at 6-5 and five after uh, Syracuse dropped to both games last year. We talked about that briefly. UVA sits first in the ACC standings, 14-2 and and 26-2 and overall. Those two losses both were to Duke this year. Um, so, I mean, other than Duke, that's it. Virginia's on a tear. So uh, they're currently second in the net. And as a team, the Cavaliers are shooting 47.9 from the field, 40 from three, and 75.5 from the line. Um Joe, with the exception of the past couple games, uh, notably last year, Syracuse and UVA, they they they've played pretty tough against UVA historically. So, um, you know, I mean, how do you see it in the dome? Probably going to be a good crowd. Quick turnaround though, but yeah. at home that helps. No, yeah, it does. And in the past, like you said, obviously, you know, going back in the tournament game, and I think we've won some other ones. Uh, I think that it just is kind of a um, a matchup clash for them as far as the defense and the pace of the game. Uh, Virginia likes to grind it out on defense and um, usually they're lower scoring games. And I know that they hold other teams usually way below their average. Uh, their defense is really good. They're just very, very like fundamentally sound. They don't make a lot of mistakes. You got guys like Ty Jerome, uh, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter that can hit shots pretty much from anywhere. Uh, yeah. You know, so they just got some guy, and they got they got big guys down low um, Jack that Salt. can rebound. Yeah, Jack. Well, yeah, Jack Saul, Diabiti, uh, Braxton Keys are leading uh, rebounders. So they go a little deep. They go deep, and they just keep the defensive pressure on you. It's very hard to score on them. And again, I think the reason why we play with them so well, and we have in the past, is because our uh, both of our defenses like to grind it out, like to slow down the game. So therefore, uh, unless one team is shooting really lights out or that much better than the other team, <clears throat> or there's a huge disparity in turnover or whatever that might, there might be, uh, usually it's a close game just because of the pace of the game. Um, usually low scoring doesn't allow it to really get out of hand. Uh, but that's why we have a chance. Senior night. Yeah. Senior night for Syracuse. Yeah. You think that plays in at all? You know, you think there's some extra motivation there? Well, there's definitely going to be extra motivation and talking about a big Monday. We're going to be on ESPN seven o'clock. Hopefully the crowd shows up obviously for a number two, two team. I think that they should. And usually for Virginia, we do. Um, and again, it's just going to come down to the shooting, the shots. Just yeah. if we can, shoot, if we can shoot better than them, it's going to be a ground out, grinded out game. Uh, hopefully the uh, refs don't make fouls an issue or anything crazy. They let them play a little bit, but uh, again, um, the biggest thing with this game, I think, is just DeAndre Hunter. They have a, a player that can go to the middle of the zone at the free throw line, catch it, turn around, and shoot. And then they have other guys that uh, are big enough to get the get in position down at the block for him to pass if if the center comes up and, and guards him, which they're going to have to. Chukwu Doje, they're going to have to come up. They can't just let DeAndre Hunter just take uncontested uh, jumpers from the free throw line because he's just going to kill us. Mm-hmm. And he has in the past, and that's just the type of player that he is. And that's the type of guy that usually hurts us 
So he's going to be able to get it there. He's going to be able to pass out of there, shoot, whether it's kicking it out to open three-point shooters or guys down low that have position. And really just our rotations have got to be crisp, and we can't have uh, mental errors on defense. And hopefully they just don't shoot the lights out. And I think if the, if the field goal percentage can stay close, I think the game's going to stay close. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've got our we've got our rebounding woes. I think you know you got to make up for that somewhere. And that no, would, we just <laughs> like we got to keep it close. Like I said, can't yeah. let it get out of control. Right. But they and got guys. They got active guys down there. They got tall guys that are going to be down there. And again, that's they 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 clean up around there. So uh, what Ty what Ty Jerome Kyle guy and DeAndre Hunter don't make usually they got to get a pretty good. Uh, percentage, especially against our zone, to get that rebound and get a, a chance at a uh, second chance point. So, yeah, and you know we've gotten down a couple times with UVA just in the past few years, and we've railed back. But I think like last year, it was too much. We couldn't we couldn't do anything in either game. But I mean, you know, I think this team. I think this team. I'm going to buy into the fact that they're playing some of their best basketball right now, and I think, I think they make a showing of it and keep it close. I mean, that's all we ask for. Just give us a shot at the end. Give to our, them to give themselves a shot at the end, really. Um, yeah. You know, by not like you said, by not just by playing smart. Just yeah. play, play smart. They're a well coached team, talented team. I mean, there's talent all over that team. So yeah, I mean, for their second well, in the nation, crying out loud too. So. Right. And when you play the teams like them in Virginia, uh, like Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, that's really what you want to see as a Syracuse fan. Obviously, you want to see wins. But if you don't get the win, you want to see that they're playing with them. You want to see, you know, why are we keeping it close? Why can't we get closer? Why why didn't we win that game? And if you can walk away and say, hey, it wasn't because they were, yeah, you know, they're better than us talent wise. It's because of X, Y and Z. And if we do better next time then we can definitely win that game. So that's that's the kind of stuff that you want to walk away from. So, again, it's just another challenge against a really good team, a hungry team who's returning a lot of players from the team that lost to a 16 seed last year. Yeah. And they're they're getting we're getting around tournament time. You know, it's March, officially and, March. Yeah. And I think this team again, they're they're not going to rest on any laurels either, especially after what happened last year. So, uh it, it ought to be a good game. And again, I I don't I don't see unless we come out and just shoot abysmal, then I see a good showing in a game in which hopefully we can stay close. Maybe he can win out. And if not, then, you know, we can walk away with figuring out maybe next time if we play him again, how, you know, what can we do differently to beat him? So, yeah, and we, we could come out and shoot abysmal, but this offense has changed in the last f- four games or so. And it's evolved into something a little different than it was before that. So yeah, well, Virginia's defense is a little different too. So yeah, I mean that's true too. But it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, so we're gonna see how good you know, that offense has been. Yeah, and and you know we're really lucky to be playing in the ACC. Like if you know, think about it. Think of all the opportunities yeah. that we have and the ones that we have seized. It's a it's a freaking big deal. I think right. Well, and that's that's what's so huge about having teams like this. Even when you look at the teams like they talk North Carolina State and Clemson, those guys are close to the bubble for other reasons. But uh, their net ranking is right up there in the top 40. So, I mean, we have a chance to play five or six teams that are in the top 40, you know, four teams possibly close to the top 10. Um, those, those games aren't going to eliminate you from the tournament. And all they do is give you opportunities. So, like you said, uh, I mean, we were, we were losing – we were losing 
um, games and still going up in Ken Pomeroy and moving up in the rankings because you play a close game like that against such a good, highly respected team with such high numbers, then they just they help your numbers sometimes even in a loss. So Yeah, it's crazy. It's just how yeah. tough the schedule is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about it. It's just out of the past three out of the last four games after we played Virginia, what is it? I mean, Duke's ranked second or what? Third, Virginia second, and I think North Carolina sixth in the net. Yeah. So we played three of the top six net teams in the net. So uh, that's not going to hurt you. And if you win, obviously, if anybody's read some of the articles in Syracuse.com or seen the brackets or even listened to any bracketology people, I mean, they're all about, you know, the win at Duke is a golden ticket. I mean, and, and because the bubble's so weak, that 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 win, that you're win just going to be able to hold it up. Yeah, you're just going to be able to hold it up and say, "Hey, any of you guys got this?" Nope, didn't think so. And you're going to go right in front of the line. Right. And that's with a respectable with a respectable record to begin with, you know. Oh, with a respectable record to begin with. Again, now, like I said, and we talked about, um, you know, our non-conference. We've never had a non-conference like this and, and made the tournament. Right. So we never had four losses in non-conference and made the tournament before. It looks like this year, it's going to happen. So. Right, and we're six and three on the road, and yeah, that's awesome too. That's another thing too that's 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 pushing us up is to have, to have ten wins in the ACC, six and three on the road. We could make it seven and three with eleven wins if we get that Clemson game. So yeah, I'm still um, I'm still hoping for an eleventh win in ACC play. So yeah, oh absolutely, it'd be nice. But it's just you know when we when we started ACC play, we talked about maybe having to get 11, 12 wins, but again, it was barring what happens in. You know, the landscape of college basketball. And as we could see, there's just a lot of mediocre teams. So I mean, there's a lot of teams, mid-major teams that right now, you know, bracketologists have inside the um, the tournament as at larges that we, I mean, we haven't had that before in a lot of the tournaments. And really, when you look at some of these teams, I mean, Buffalo, obviously, we know that they, they stay strong, but like they have Wofford in right now as an at-large. You know, Central Florida sneaks in, Utah State, uh, there's just a lot of teams that that usually aren't there. Right. And they, well, Wofford is an eight seed, so Wofford. Belmont teams like Belmont, Lipscomb, uh, you know, just right on the outside. So, um, and that's just because of the fact that the Power Five teams, the big, the big conferences, have really, really been mediocre this year. So, and it's just helped us. So, from here on out, like uh, one of our guys said, it's every win. Just helps our seating. Let's so. get greedy. That was at Doug Vaughn fan. Yeah. Why get, not? Let's get greedy. That's what I say. I'm a, I'm I'm on that train. All right. I am too. All right. Uh, Joe will get his my bookie pick out before the oh. game starts. I promise. Maybe <laughs> 15 minutes, but it'll be before the game starts. So he'll do that tomorrow. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> He'll do that tomorrow, and um, that's it. That's all I got. Thank, uh, thank you to Armchair All Americans, Tick Splits, My Bookie, Shopping Town Barbershop, JP Mulligans. Obviously, you guys know happy hours every Monday through Friday, four to six. Trivia Tuesdays and Dollar Off Labats during every SU game. Go there, grab some food, grab a Labats, sit down and watch the game. If you're not going to the dome, uh, yes, sir. Other than that, I think that is it. No, nice. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Ted and Joe too. Had a great time at the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. For the tickets. Thanks for the invite, guys. I I, I appreciate it. You know. Oh come um, on! Like you're so. gonna drive here. <laughs> um, no, it would have been. Tough. And I did invite you. I, it would have been tough. Said that you actually were. You know. I, at the beginning of the year, I said I was making that game, and then it just like poof, it was there, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna make that game. So, any, <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I'll be I'll be trying my hardest to make it 
next year back to the dome. So we usually try to do that once a year. And yeah, well, you got to get a football game down here too. Yeah, that's true. We got they two got football that coming games up too next year. Yeah, absolutely. Duke and I think uh, the Raleigh Durham area. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. 
Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.